This episode of Pots vs. Pete's was originally recorded May 2nd of 2018. It was posted on May 16th of 2018. Jeez, uh, if that's not procrastination, I don't know what is. Kirk Peterson. And I'm Alex Potabon. And we're here today to bring you a very special episode of Pots versus Peace. The Marvelous Moron. That's right, folks. This is actually an actual special episode because this kind of, sort of, is going to be our last. This is the last one for, uh, uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, I assume we're going to be reviewing Ant-Man 2. We're oh, gonna of course. Review, we're going to review everything in the future. But this is the last one where we, you know, we're doing this consistently for a week at a time. Yep, the last Marvel movie that's going to actually be in a row, so. Yeah, that, that's nuts. That's very, very interesting. That 19 We movies. had this idea back in mid-December. Yeah, about, yeah, mid beginning December. Yeah, and and we saw it at the beginning of, of the first week of January, and we're here now at, at the... Uh, late April, early May. This is actually May second, uh, so that we're here. That's awesome. Yeah, nineteen movies. That's oh, that's a lot of movies to watch once in a week in a series. That's just kind of how impressive that this series has gotten to be. Is that is nineteen movies deep? Like, there's no other really movie series that's that meant much. I don't think ever. Honestly, no. James James Bond is up to twenty four now. Oh yeah, James Bond does have a lot. Yeah, but those or are twenty. The twenty fourth one's gonna come out. Oh yeah, but that's over. That's over decades. Yeah, let me. And they were me, doing those either once a year or once every two years. That's true. Let me rephrase that. This is within like a decade. Yeah, literally a decade. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, James Bond has no opportunity to be as diverse as this series, Mm-mm. and so this series can go any which direction they ever wanted and that's why it's able to keep going um and yeah you know it as i've said before on the series it's just you know there's worse movies that could have gotten this popular like i you know yeah and i am so glad we've got 19 and counting yeah so you know that's the premise of the show i'm kirk peterson i'm from urbandale iowa and we're i'm recording here as well and Mr. Potabom here is uh, recording all the way in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the reason why we bring that up is because I have had a second person come up to me and not know that we are not in the same room recording these podcasts. But really? Oh, wow. Yep. Oh. Yep. 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 I would... I I would like to say something, though, uh, to our audience yes. members um, and to you, Kirk. I'd like to apologize. Um all the leaks I've gotten from Infinity Wars have not been correct. Uh, it turns out those were not ac- none of those were actually the plot of the movie, um, which is just you're telling me you're telling me Tommy Wiseau didn't give you the correct information. I'm telling you, Tommy Wiseau did not give me the correct information. Um, or the sad soul of Steve Ditko, yes, who's still alive. He's still very much alive and very much did not give me any of the spoilers. Um, yeah, so I'm afraid all those plots were actually incorrect. Sorry for letting everyone you. down. Uh, this wasn't a musical. 
As much as I wanted it, we all wanted it to be, it wasn't a musical. I don't know. That uh, Gamora lip-syncing to to that song on the spaceship, you know. No joke. You know what I never thought would ever happen in my life? That the one song would get stuck in my head after Avengers movie would be the rubber band man. But here we are, like, a week after the movie came out, and you know what's still stuck in my head? The rubber band man. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, we're going to do something a little different for this week. We are going to actually do a spoiler or non-spoiler review first, and we're just going to give the big, you know, big strokes, big, you know, general ideas of what we what we think of. We're going to still limit down that down to three points, but they're going to be broad things that don't go into any kind of detail. And then after that, I'll make sure we go into a special spoiler warning section, and we're going to talk, just spoil the living sh- out of this movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um... We just we we will let you guys hear the movie since it just came out recently and people might not have been able to get tickets in time. Totally understandable, but we also want to talk about stuff because there's a lot to talk about. A lot, boy. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into this. I actually have a few stories about going to see this movie. Uh, if you'd like to indulge in those, please. Uh, yes. So I the first thing I want to talk about is uh, supervisors and he knows his name who wants to talk spoilers because he decided to read a review that had all the spoilers in there, and I was very angry with the things that we ended up talking about. Uh, I did not get the whole movie spoiled to me. I want to reiterate that. But what he did, he, I guess, was just curious and wanted to read some reviews, went on to Rotten Tomatoes to see some general things, clicked on one that didn't seem like it was going to get too spoilery, and apparently the first paragraph, or maybe even the first sentence, it mentions something without warning, this just horrible spoiler, oh, and he's just like, no. he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to read the rest of it at this point, and he read the rest of it, and he just was like, the whole, this is, we have like half the day left, and I'm doing 12-hour shifts, so this is six hours of him going, like, I really just want to talk about this with you. And I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. He's just like, uh, how about how about just, like, one thing? Can you just do one spoiler? I'm like, no! And he's like, how about minor characters? I'm like, yeah, tell me some minor characters. So he gave me two minor characters that, that bit the dust in this movie. And then he's just like, I just want to talk about one really big one. And I'm just like, okay, this is how we're going to do this. You think of a riddle that makes no sense to me right now. And then when I'll see the movie, I'll be able to know what you're talking about and then, you know, make the realization. He's like, okay. So he thinks about it for a few minutes. And, like, I'm just minding my own business. I downloaded the Comixology app, so I've been doing nothing but uh, reading comic books at work. And he he kind of comes up to me after a while, and he's like, hey, have you seen this show? And, you know, I completely forgot what that would even be referencing to for a little bit. And I was like, nah, I, I I know the premise of the show and stuff like that, but I haven't seen it. And then, I like, two seconds roll by, and I'm just thinking about it. I was like, and, like, because he said the show, I knew what actor he was talking about. And you're like, and I'm like, hey, no! And he's like, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have asked that. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to put it that way. Uh, I was just going to give the hint but wanted to make sure that you wouldn't have known what I was talking about. And I was like, no, you did that on purpose. You you told me a spoiler without doing the, the riddle thing like, like we agreed upon. 
So I got I got one major character uh due to that to to that guy. Uh and he knows his name and I just want to say a very special fuck you. Fuck you. Nice. You had to bleep that out. Um, as well as your shit oh, yeah, earlier. I'm going to I'm going to bleep all of these curse words out. And this is going to be the most curse wordiest review of them all folks because because this is Avengers Infinity War and infinite. Uh I will also say um I met uh, Joe Russo this weekend. Yeah, uh, that's no pretty amazing. Deal. Uh yeah, he's the co-director of Winter Soldier uh civil war and and now infinity war and i just want to give a very special shout out to joe russo and just be like hey uh don't listen to my winter soldier review uh, but you can listen to the rest of the series uh and uh, i i'm really glad that i got to meet you and talk to you and he gave some filmmaking advice that i'll take uh i'll keep closely to my heart and and continue on doing my thing uh because you know of the thing he said so that's oh, awesome. very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Joe Russo. Not Anthony, yeah, though. Yeah, thank you. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Thank you, too, to Anthony Russo for the both, both of these two for these movies. Will actually got to see Anthony. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. He went, to, he went to a Jordan Creek show, and he was there for a Q&A. He, basically the same time Joe was. And to anybody that's wondering, Joe and Anthony actually have ties to Iowa. Uh, Joe went to the University of Iowa for his for his schooling uh for his undergrad and anthony actually met his wife here in iowa interesting yep 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 so they uh i won't say you know they were like have huge direct ties but it's enough so i think this we iowans will take literally anything we can get so awesome you said it yep absolutely so those are my stories uh i actually Oddly enough, I decided to be a bigger Marvel fan than you, Potabomb, and I read it in uh, Infinity Gauntlet before I went to see the movie. Nice. I have still read not it? read it. I purposely did not read it because I didn't want uh, anything influencing this movie, which I did but not. But I kind of figured you would have, like, this would have been a central Marvel reading that you would have read even before they announced that they were doing this movie. I bought the book a while back. I just haven't. <laughs> just haven't they re- got my money. They got my money. They just didn't get any of my reading. So I will speaking like a true Marvel or comic book fan who buys the books and never actually yeah, gets around to reading them. It's bad, but yeah, um, I do own it. I am fully intending on reading it after I've seen. Now that I've seen the movie, um, with this movie, I very much tried to stay as far away from anything as I could. So I didn't read reviews. I didn't see a Rotten Tomato score. Um, I didn't get anything spoiled. I didn't read any in any books that were theoretically influenced the movie. I I saw the trailers that happened, but I didn't see any like of the clips of the movie or read any of the interviews or the cast. Or I I just basically did nothing, and it was glorious. Like I cannot recommend how much better it made the whole movie experience because everything was a surprise and everything was new and unique and interesting. Especially because a lot of the trailers that came out within the movie had already like were like fake. Uh, not they weren't fake, but they had like things altered about it, so it was off. Um, so it wasn't actually like, like, um, in some of the trailers, Hulk is in Wakanda. Um, I guess it's kind of a spoiler alert, but Hulk never shows up in Wakanda at all. Um, so like, yeah. The, yeah and like, you know, how many, how many like infinity stones Thanos has in any given scene, they messed with, they messed with that. So I, I had nothing spoiled for me really. Um, 
and I it was it was amazing. That's my only story. So yeah. let's let's just get right to it. Let's do this is the non spoiler section. Yep. Um, and then you've got the synopsis uh, uh, this week. So okay. Well, let's get st- to it then. This is Avengers: Infinity War. I get the synopsis for our non-spoiler section. Okay, so basically Thanos comes and he's trying to collect these things called the Infinity Stones. And they've been laced all throughout the cinematic universe. And now he's, he's, he's getting them. And with that, he's getting power. A lot of power. In fact, he's getting almost godhood, if you will, with, with these gems and the collections. And he's able to control a lot of stuff. And in that, he has to make sacrifices and decisions in order to keep collecting these things. And it's basically, more or less, we're following his journey trying to collect all these stones. And if he succeeds or fails, and how so, and how the heroes are reacting to it, more or less is what the story is. And I feel like that's about as good as you can do without spoiling the movie. Yeah, and that our heroes have to, I guess, I, yeah, the heroes um, have to... Are trying to stop them. Yeah, yeah basically, that's... and like, you know, kind of like get split up and to do... Um, yeah, into like we, uni- with unique... the, the movie is laid out. I I, I don't think this is... Uh, how a movie is structured shouldn't be a spoiler, but no. basically we're getting like five movies in one. We're getting all these heroes that are kind of sectioned off into their own little story arcs elsewhere yeah, and here's and, a normally would never ma- have matched together and like any of their other movies yeah. are now pairing up in unique and fun ways which is just great yes but the real meat i think is with with just thanos yeah by himself so okay well then with that out of the way let's get into it uh mr potabon what are your three points yes um so just to clarify to everybody um usually we do three goods and three bads um, however, because we're having a big spoiler-filled discussion and we already tend to run too long anyways, um, we're going to try and trim the fat and just do three points of things that we'd like to talk about. So it comes down to six instead of 12. So Right, um, right. So three things I want to talk about. Um, I got, All the characters are treated with so much respect in this movie. Um, okay. In a way that I don't... I, it's not that the other movies haven't done it, but... Every single one of them feels true to who they are and may not have a huge purpose in the plot, but are definitely have a reason to be there. Um, it was kind of the worry of with this many characters in the movie, that characters are just there just because. Um, and I feel like we didn't get that uh, too much in this movie. And then not only that, but each of the characters felt distinct and unique and like, you know, true to what had come beforehand. Um, all these other movies. No, the Guardians of the Galaxy felt like the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Thor felt like the Thor that had come out of Ragnarok, but it also, in a weird way, come out of the previous movies. He definitely wasn't as um, bombastic in this one as he was in Thor Ragnarok, um, but he still kept a, like a personality. Steve Rogers is still kind of the same Steve Rogers that he was beforehand. Tony Stark's like basically still his character arc is still rolling from the, all the other movies he's been in. Like, all these characters are treated so well. Doctor Strange in this one is by far the best Doctor Strange we've gotten in all the movies. Um, yeah, that was that was my favorite. That 
that and Thor, those are the two that I felt were kind of most shorthanded or, or have gotten the least amount of respect in their own movies. And it's as if the Rousseau brothers are just like, just give us all the movies at this point. Like, all the solo stuff. Like, you guys don't know how to handle it because we got it now and, and we're handling it the way we want to. Yeah, exactly. Those two are, like, are some of the bigger characters in the movie. And, man, are they so good in this one. Um, you know, yeah. we get we finally get Bruce Banner, like, not just being around and being a nerdy scientist. Bruce Banner actually gets to do things, which is awesome. You know, Spider-Man's great. Um, uh, Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, actually has a character plot in this movie that's, like, you know, emotional core, um, and so does Vision. I care about those two in this movie far more than I did in any of the other movies. So this movie truly, clearly cares about all of its characters, and I, and they all have a unique voice and a unique part, and with this many cast members in the movie, um, that is insanely impressive. Not to mention the fact that yeah. Thanos is, like, one of the first really, really, really good villains we've gotten. Good lord. He's not even the villain. He's literally the protagonist of this movie, He's the villain because we know he's a villain, but if you wanted to go, like, who the main character of this movie is, it's Thanos, and he's, he's so good. Yep. I, 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 that's, he's a villain that I very much expected and wanted out of these superhero movies for a long time, and he's just as great as any great villain that you can think of that has any kind of great kind of motivations or ideologies and he has something that is is strangely sound, uh, but I, I I I was just flabbergasted by how, you know, afraid, but yet like almost sympathetic, I was to his ideas. Like he's clearly a madman, uh, like all great villains are, like Ra- uh, Rachel Ghoul, because he's at the end of the day he's trying to save the world, and his logic is sound, but he's a madman. For the way he's trying to go about yeah, he it, fits, right? he fits the good uh, the bill of all good villains, which is that there is they're not just crazy for being crazy. There's some sound logic into why yeah, they do the things this, they do, and this is what that's what Thanos is, and that's that's really great. So regardless of great villains that you could think of or like that, he he's he's somewhere up there in my books. Um, to me, it's it's not even a question that this is easily the best villain they, the MCU has ever gotten, and. This is just a fascinating character. Yeah, and I, I think I totally agree. And one other thing I'd like to say about Thanos is we always get, like, the big bad villain who, like, can end the world. This movie takes no time in showing of, like, this is not hyperbole. This dude is means business. Um, it's We're not going to go into why until we get to the spoiler section, but, like, this movie starts off very strong of a reason of you should pay attention to what this guy does because he's not just the, like, maniacal villain who's going to take, like, you know, cause horrible destruction and, like, you know, we always get that, especially in these other movies of, like, they're going to destroy the world and then nothing really gets destroyed besides buildings. Um, this Thanos is not that character. He, he means business. And it's nice to finally have a big bad villain that actually can, like, you know, talk the talk and walk the walk. Like, he can actually, yeah. he can actually put his money where his mouth is. Yes. And this is so refreshing within the series. And after... You know, so many weeks, almost 19 weeks of looking at these things. It's just like, okay, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally we get, like, we get some consequences of when the villain does something. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, that's my first good, to or first point. Go ahead. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so my second point is, um, this movie felt weirdly, uh, oh, what's the word? I, I've been trying to figure what the word would be, confident 
in itself in a way that I don't think a lot of the other movies have been. Um, I know I've been snobby and talk about cinematography for the past few ones, so I won't talk and say like that was the only good point because it was it was much better in this movie than even uh, in Civil War and in um, Winter Soldier, the two previous Russo brothers movies. Um, but even like the music score was like this was the first time where I noticed the music score and went, oh yeah, that's actually being used effectively. Um, yep. This it's is like, like as as if they're hearing like all the criticisms that are finally just surfacing uh, v- through like video essays or whatever, and like actually they're just like okay, yeah, let's let's, let's and, make something that's actually and hiring a, and hiring someone who did the score for the other movies um because <clears throat> it's Alan Silvestri and he did Captain America uh, theme and the first score for that first Captain America movie and the Avengers, which is the two other movies where that score actually stands out as good. And it seems like they just gave him enough time and, like, ability to actually do something instead of just filler music. Um, the point, I guess, it's it's kind of a spoiler, but this is the one moment where I can think of, like, wow, that's some really good filmmaking. Um, when uh, Spider-Man, when Tony Stark kind of does that half-hearted, like, knighted Peter Parker Spider-Man into being an Avenger, like, he kind of, like, taps his shoulders, like, there, you're an Avenger, and walks off. And it would have been so easy for Doctor Strange to make a joke of, like, oh, you're giving Avenger status to everybody now? Or, like some jokey quip or some like even a quip from like peter parker about like oh thanks mr stark but like the movie takes like 15 seconds to just show tom holland emoting what that means and like you know the all the responses going in through his head of all the happiness he gets from that what he's always wanted but all the like responsibility that means and like what that means for his future and like um and while that's happening the music scores like of the avengers theme is like slowly building into the background and it's just something that none of these movies have ever, not many of these movies have done, which is just be confident enough of just, like, letting that scene have all the impact it can without trying to tell us why how meaningful it is, just showing us how meaningful that moment is. So yep. that was the huge yes. moment where I'm like, man, this is some good filmmaking. And, and, and to go back to the very first episode... And, like, I think one of the first things I said is that I got super excited about this movie because it actually looks cinematic. And this, the the cinematography, the music, everything adds up to making these wonderful little moments that actually feels like something grand and wonderful from the best movies you can think of. Like, this is, this is not an extended TV film like a lot of the other Marvel movies have been acting like. This is the be all end all this is a film and like it shows it's really incredible yeah. i i remember you saying that i was about to ask was did this live up to that was it cinematic for you and like oh I'm, yeah i'm oh, glad yeah. without, i'm glad without, it did like question. yeah because it totally is without a question and i think this goes right on to my second point that this movie this is a literal genre epic this isn't epic in the sense of like uh, an overused adjective that's just like oh that's a really cool scene man epic bro this this is like a new age new era form of what an epic truly means this puts everything that has been established in all these other movies they combine them together into into this huge spectrum we are trotting along the universe this huge gigantic universe of of different planets of different countries and within earth and different universes and different 
you know, ideas all crossed coming together in this gigantic opus. And it might be hyperbolic to call it something along the lines of Lawrence of Arabia or something like that. And maybe that's just hyperbolic to say just because this is so new. But this, to me, this is an epic. This is what a comic book event epic ought to look like and, and actually does look like. Uh, yeah. And, I, and, and and to me, to get even geekier and snobbier than, than Potterbaum here, this is almost Shakespearean or even Greek theater. And I'll, I'll get into what I mean by that when we get into the spoilers, but there's one particular Greek play that I couldn't help but make uh, a connection to and I just like there I don't I don't know if it's intentional that they were re- directly referencing this said play uh but it's definitely intentional that they're referencing something as big and grandiose as Greek Greek mythology and and Greek theater uh this is huge emotions playing out into this huge scope of a movie this yeah. is a literal epic and I can't stress that enough Ironically, I was about to, uh, you, you say I was going to be snobby there, but like, I, this almost is like the Iliad, uh, big epic, like that old school mm-hmm. first, um, epic. This is like the Iliad big you have yeah. everybody who's anybody, uh, in this one, um, with different levels and different like powers and like all this other crazy stuff. Yeah, this is, yeah, you're right. This movie is an epic in ways that a lot of other movies and especially superhero movies have tried to bend but this is the first mm-hmm. one where i can be like yep that's epic and i don't want to poop on nolan his parade or anything like that but i remember a bunch of interviews before rises and he's like this is you know we're gonna do an epic this time around the dark knight was a crime drama this is gonna be an epic yeah no and it like, was not <laughs> No, it's, uh, I mean, no, I mean, it has some in the in the grand sense of what we just talked about in the sense that it's grand emotions playing out on these things. But yeah, it's not nearly as expansive as this film is. And this is this is just gigantic. And I'm actually kind of shocked that's only a 240 type thing. Yeah, uh, which will go into my next uh, thing. Um, the, uh, I really wish this movie had been longer. Um Cool. I know that what a great what a great complaint to have like yeah exactly like, what, a, what a weird problem to have is like I wish this movie was longer um I it, because it's so big and so epic two and a half hours it feels rushed at times um we get a lot of uh this movie's very fast paced and getting into all these like crazy plot developments because there's so many characters and so many things happening um and a lot of the characters get separated a lot more uh, then like into smaller groups. And I think two and a half hours can feasibly do perfectly well. Um, we get a very good, um, we get time with everybody, but I wish we had a little bit more time with everybody so we could have more quiet moments. Um, because some characters are very they're uh, what's happening to them is very plot driven. Um, whereas others, you know, get the time to like a lot of the guardians of the galaxy characters get that time to breathe um, in a way that I think some of the other cast members like uh, uh, Steve Rogers and that whole Avengers team, um, they're very much feel like they're rushed through the plot. We don't get a lot of quiet time with them. Um, so if this movie had been even a half hour longer, um, just to give us a little bit of time, a little bit of breather time to catch up with these characters and, you know, figure out what how life has been affected by them and, like, you know, 
like all these changes that are happening and how they deal with it and all that stuff. Like, I think this movie could have had a little bit more breathing room. Um, I'm glad that it's paced well. That's it's totally is at, but I think if we had a little bit more breathing time, then I think I'd be a little bit more okay with the fact that, um, this, all these characters get split up. And so there's like almost too many plot threads for a two and a half hour movie. If we had a three hour movie, fine, that's all right. But like two and a half hours, including credits, that's, that's not much time if that makes sense. So I do believe the official runtime is uh two forty. Yeah. So I that's... guess it would be it would be two and a half and then you know and then credits like seven minutes worth of credits. So. Yeah. So like two and a half and then credits. But yeah, but even if you add like I guess then it would technically be like if you added twenty minutes. Twenty minutes is more than enough time of like getting this movie to actually be able to get into these char- get in a little bit deeper to some of these characters that may not have gotten as much time um as others. So I guess I'll, I, I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll disagree with you then by saying my third point. Uh, I felt it was actually kind of a little too long for its own good. And I don't, maybe uh, when I watched it the second time, I don't think I felt that way as much. It felt like everything was in fact necessary and stuff like that. But the first time watching it, it's like, like what happens? Spider-Man and Iron Man get into a situation and I swear to God, we don't get back to him for like another 45 minutes. At least that's what it felt like the first time I watched it. Second time, not quite as much, but it felt like it took forever uh, for things to get rolling and to get back to topics that were discussed earlier. And that's not a bad thing because I really liked some slow paced things. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 was phenomenal with how it decided to pace itself out and how slow it was deliberately. Uh, but. Uh, I don't know. It just to me, it just felt like there's a lot of things going on, and then not only that, but with the, some of the characters, it, 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 they didn't feel like they meshed as well as they could have. Uh, there were some people interacting that I was just like, uh, I'm not sure if this is the best pairing. Okay, that's yeah. Uh, okay. The, so I guess I kind of got two complaints out of that third point, but that's that. Those were the things, and and granted, they really only happened. Uh, the first go round of me watching it, those thoughts. Uh, the second go round, not so much. So, uh, take that as you will. But overall, if you're not gonna listen to the spoiler section, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. This is not this is not my favorite of the series. Uh, but this is definitely the one that I think objectively, uh, has transcend- transcended the MCU into something real special. And I'll tell you how special that is on the spoiler side or on the rating side. So uh, you could join us when we get to the ratings if you want to hear specifically what I mean by that. Yeah, and I agree. This movie was phenomenal. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite because, I mean, it's still just I saw it less than a week ago. So I don't know. But um, but I really, really enjoyed this movie. I highly recommend going to see it. Um, not that this movie needs any more money than it's already got, but... <laughs> since it had the highest uh, box office opening of all time. But it's still a very good movie, so you should definitely go see it, um, especially if you've seen the other movies. Without seeing the other movies, no, don't go. Like This this is the movie that's meant for everybody who's watched all, maybe not all 19 of previous movies, but have, like has been kept up with this series for the past 10 years, and this is the, yeah. uh, this is the amazing payoff we've gotten for doing that. Yeah. 
this movie definitely rewards you for watching all those movies and keeping up with all the details and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and if you're not a fan, and I watched this with my dad, who, like, is not a fan and not as, you know, big into these characters, and he kind of didn't know who the hell a lot of these people were. And exactly. It was, it, yeah, was, this, it was useless to him. So this, this I, movie's I, I, I will say that's probably one of my other complaints is that this is, this is not compatible with anybody that hasn't seen anything. No. With the MCU. So and far. really, this is almost like essentially the uh, series, like the series part one of two of the series finale of a TV show. That's what you really should think of this as. Yeah. When you say it's like built structured like a movie, it totally is. But in terms of who should be watching it, you don't watch the series finale of a show you've never seen. So I wouldn't do that with this movie. Uh, go watch the previous movies um, and gain that appreciation, or at least the good ones of the previous movies. And then, so you know who the characters are before you come back into this one. Yeah. So there you go. We will end the non-spoiler section here. Yep. And, and then, we are now in the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. If you would like to avoid spoilers, please skip ahead to 1 hour, 3 minutes, and 55 seconds into the timeline. I am so sorry it's that specific. As always, if you don't care for spoilers, welcome. Uh, so now that we've gotten to the spoiler part, I can finally mention um, how heart-wrenchingly, soulfully, shatteringly horrible it was to watch Spider-Man die. Oh yeah, man. Dear God. Dude, that was, that was, that one, that one got you the most man that was just like oh my soul so bad i didn't yeah like it's just like this this sad kid who's like you know the other's kind of like and his uneven saturday part was what i heard later is like oh he knew what was happening because of his spider sense um so he had that extra knowledge of oh something really bad's happening to me yeah because the others once they fade away hit them but spider-man had this extra 30 seconds of knowledge about his horrible death that's going to happen and saw what was happening to everybody else. And so you that's why... You think that's a deliberate choice? No, I don't know if it was I deliberate. I didn't notice that. I, I don't know if it was a deliberate choice or it was just kind of like a reason why he seemed to figure out about it way quicker than everyone else. Because everyone else started fading away and went, oh no, and then... He, but yeah, he you're had right. Like, it seemed like he didn't start fading until he started talking. And but he started yeah, talking right. and saying, I, Mr. Stark, I, do I don't feel that. well. Yeah, and then he I, starts I shambling and disappears. Stark was just yep. like, nothing's wrong with you, kid. Yeah, you're not going to go. And that's when he started fading. Exactly. I, so he had this little yeah. bit. And yeah, but he's like this scared 15-year-old who's like, please, I don't want to go. Like, I'm so sorry. And like, he's hugging Tony Stark. And like, it's kind of sad. Tony Stark doesn't like have the emotional capacity to help him out in that time. And so he's just, and like, you're just Tom Holland's emoting the absolute like best emotions i've seen in a long time it's just like oh no like i didn't start crying i had like a worse feeling where like my soul hurt like my chest was like a pain and I, and I couldn't cry even if i wanted to it was just oh that was rough and like all the others were rough too but man that one was just brutal yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, Rocket's reaction to like Groot and no, where are you going? Yeah, that like one got me. Yeah, uh, what else? What else got me? Um, uh, uh, Wanda's oh, oh. was just heart wrenching too. That she just watched Wanda's. her essentially boyfriend, uh, Scarlet Witches. Um, she yeah. essentially watched her boyfriend die, killed him, and then had him watched him bring back to be murdered, and then she then died. Uh, Don Cheadle, uh, Rhodes, Rhodey. Yeah, uh, where he's, like, Sam? looking for Sam, and Sam, Sam just, he's, like, two seconds yep. away from finding Sam, and, like, 
you know, at least having that knowledge of who what happened to him, like, oh, that was, yeah, this movie yeah, those, finally. Those were the three heartbreaking ones. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, okay, so I'll I'll talk about, uh, see, that we, we completely ruined this structure now, because now we're just talking about whatever we want, and this is just a complete chaos. Dogs love cats. I can't even imagine. Uh, <laughs> if we're on, on the topic of deaths, nothing is more heartbreaking and disturbing and and absolutely wonderful than Gamora's demise. Oh my and god, that, that whole story up. arc was like this, that like was man, brutal. It was oh. so brutal. In fact, I tuned out for like five minutes after it happened. I was just like, I was so angry, and I don't think I don't remember if I talked about this in the Guardians movies, but her Nebula's parts in the second one actually is probably one of my favorites, and I'm kind of surprised I didn't talk about that more than. Uh, than what I may have done a passing thing. And I think the second Guardians movie has, like, a way meatier theme and, and plot going on with there. So, like, there's a lot going on within the main plot that it's kind of hard to talk about the subplot, stuff like that. But Go Gamora is basically my favorite of, of the Guardians uh, group. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why, but uh, I think now that we have this backstory of her, she's definitely my favorite. And... Yeah, she, she got fleshed out a lot in the second one in a way that, like, I don't think the first one got the ability to do as much um, because yeah. she didn't. She didn't have a jokey shtick like the others did. Um, right. So without that, that wasn't as much. But yes, she finally got like she got way more character in this one and like in the second Guardians and now in this first one or now in this Infinity War. Uh, yeah, man, that was that whole storyline was just so heartbreaking, like in all kinds of ways. And like, yeah, this because like I mean we saw. Which, speaking of which, I want to say, um, in a snobby way, what were the two predictions I had before this movie started, Kirk? Um, oh, I don't remember. Oh, I I, I remember. It was... Uh, we, we discussed I should have right... written this down so we knew what to, what to look for. Oh, I no, do. I, I, I honestly don't remember. I do. Uh, the one, Right after Thor Ragnarok, I said, Loki's gonna die. And you went, no, Tony Stark's gonna die. Or uh, the Tony no, Stark... No, no, no. I, I, I argued Tony was gonna die over Captain... Loki, oh, that's I, fair. I, Loki, I figured, was going to die, too. Oh, yes. Loki uh, was going to die. That and was then one I probably I agreed. did also say the finger-snapping part, um, but I almost didn't... I didn't see it executed this horrifyingly. Um, I, I would. Know. I could have never I expected that I don't, harsh. I don't um, know... Like, I don't know why my story sensibilities kind of turned off, because they reminded you, or they, they set it up and reminded you in this movie, which, if you know stories, you know that means it's going to happen. And I don't know what it was and like i think i did know it was gonna happen but i audibly went oh shit in the audience the first time that was so well executed and i think i think what it was is how sudden it was i think i was yeah. expecting him to teleport to a different area and then do it or something like that or like that yeah. would that he would just, be the cliffhanger he just looked up that door and did it and i was or the, like, yeah we had the cliffhanger oh, of he shit. snaps it and then the movie ends and we're like yeah what? like yeah i didn't expect to like watch all these people die or like if they snapped their fingers and then like it was like they didn't exist ever in the first place like if that makes right. sense um but right. no watching them literally like crumble into nothingness um was just jeez but yeah yeah God. it's incredible it yeah, but, was incredible yeah so back to being um away from like me smarky yeah gamora's was just harsh and just did you brutal. did you predict gamora is that why you no that not at all um oh, okay I, no, no I, yeah, I, didn't but I was going to say, I could have never predicted that to have happened. Like, God. On top was... of that, my predictions were the people that are going to 
survive are the people that are going to clearly have sequels the next go around. Uh, uh, Black Panther, Spider-Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy, and guess guess which ones are all pretty much dead uh, by the end of that. That's yep. insane. Um, except it's not insane, and I don't know if I should get into the bads at this point, but I mean, uh, we we might as well because there's well, so... uh, uh, I I have some good things to talk about. Still. Okay, that's fine. Uh, because yeah, you talk about because that. with Gamora's death, this is what I was talking about in the non-spoiler section. This uh. It straight up reminds me of Medea in Greek literature, uh, the Greek play uh, called, just titled Medea. And the concept of that is that she's kind of this evil witch kind of person uh, that has a child with Jason. I do believe Jason of the Argonauts, Jason. I'll edit this out if I end up being wrong about that. I should have done some research uh with the synopsis before i spouted off that knowledge and try to act smart but this is this is definitely directly tied to to greek myths uh display is and uh, she hates this guy and completely sabotaged the whole play is basically how this guy treats her and then how she plots to sabotage his whole life and it ends with him killing or her killing his children not his children their children is this is our mother who gave birth to these kids and killed them, uh, practically in front of Jason and and Jason and and her husband is just like why why'd you do this and her response was you know very plain and simple and this is something I'll remember to the end of my days it's um, I simply uh, hate you more than I love them and it's just so powerful and in some ways Thanos and his relationship with Gamora and that that section of the movie is exactly that. It's just like, I've lost my way about my, uh, my plans or my, my passions before, and I'm not going to let anybody get in the way again. And like, he's crying. He is sobbing because he's so heartbroken that he has to do it. And he does it. He killed, he drops his daughter, uh, adopted daughter, but daughter nonetheless. The, the only thing daughter he loves. that he loves the most, the thing he loves yeah. the most in this world. He yeah, yeah he literally just watched in, her in order die. to obtain the soul stone, and it's incredible. That scene is just incredible. I, I'll nitpick on the fact that I don't think I needed the crossfade of her face screaming, uh, nor the kind of cheesy kind of cutaway until you know you see the body on the ground dead. Yeah, uh, I feel, I feel like there's because... probably a little bit better way to present that part. But other than that, the whole concept and that scene itself just but we, we as comic book fans need to see a body because of, like there's the old comic book no, logic. I, there's I, no, I, I'm not against the body. I'm just saying. Oh, it was kind the, of weird. like her falling. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the crossfade. That that was just weird. That was weird looking. Uh, but other than that, just incredible. This. And I, I just I couldn't I could not believe it that they killed Gamora in such a gruesome, horrible way, and it was uh, as I keep saying it's heartbreaking. And as, as that being pretty much my favorite Guardians character, I just incredible. Um, yeah, this and movie. like I, I was this is the first time I think pretty much ever. I was legitimately pissed at a fictional character's death. And I'm just like sitting there just like there's so much potential left. I can't believe they did this and yada, yada, yada. And then I'm thinking there's like, how great is that that I'm thinking this at all? That is absolutely wonderful that I'm at a point where I kind of love these characters enough to be, you know, 
physically shaken by their deaths and 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 heartbroken by their their future that they could have had and now that we don't get to see because they're dead yeah this thing. movie f- had consequences and like that emotional stakes in a way none of these movies have had um right because a lot of these movies are death has happened in these movies um but they are all kind of empty um if that makes sense uh yes. the only one that i think has ever had like a staying power of or truth to it is yondu and second guardians of the galaxy right um, yep but, and that's why that one transcended the MCU in the first place. Yes. And, and this one uh, does that in spades. In fact, death and and the price you pay to try to accomplish your goals, that's like the main themes of this. And this is huge, epic, Shakespearean proportions of what death actually means. Yeah, this, this and, movie finally acts on, like, gives us that consequences thing that none of the other movies have. And I'm so happy for that, like... Absolutely this makes yeah you're like this right this help this adds it to a higher level than a lot of the other movies have ever had to them, which is just great. Yes, so now uh, those were my three goods uh, expressly from what I wrote down. Uh, there's a million good things I loved about the the another thing the last thing I'll probably mention. Uh, they completely retcon all the decisions they made in Thor Ragnarok. And I couldn't be happier of how they basically the Russo's just gave this middle finger to everybody on Thor Ragnarok. And I was glorious, glorious. I'm, I'm so glad this movie got to like help feel your hatred for that one. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's people who are mad about it. Um, I'm sure some of those other characters are still alive, like Valkyrie and all that stuff. But yeah, the, uh, we got... Yeah, I hope I hope Valkyrie's not dead. Oh, for sure. I hope Valkyrie's still alive. Like at least that she lives. Korg, um, least... Korg needs to be gone. Korg, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm god. okay with that. Yeah, just Korg's not that great. Um, yeah. Well, uh, the one other thing I'd like to say is, um, I guess it wouldn't technically have been a spoiler to do that, but now that there's spoilers, I can say all the like references I want to. This movie has so many weird callbacks to previous movies in a way that like none, of, not even their solo movies have done. Um, we get the running joke of. Spider-Man's ideas are based off of what he thinks are really old movies, or like eighties yeah. movies. Yeah, uh, like so. Which, for example, he said, "Oh, you remember watching that old movie, Aliens, uh, the sequel to Alien?" Which also in Alien, that's how they kill uh, the space alien too, is by sucking it out into space. So really, you could have done that, but it's just a nice little touch of like, oh, he thinks the eighties one is the old one where they accomplished that. Like he must think the first movie is ancient. Um, so we get that running joke. We get the running joke of Kevin Bacon and Footloose, uh, yeah. that, that we have that and then the dance off. Um, is it still the greatest movie of all it, time? It, it never, never was. was. <laughs> like that, that's just my favorite thing. I was just like, that's, that was, and I missed that the first time I saw this movie because people would not like be quiet or stop laughing at everything. So I missed that joke. Um, so when I got to see it a second time and hear it, I was just like, that's magical. Um, we get things like that. We get, um, Doctor Strange is, like, actually that arrogant jerk from the first movie. Uh, his solo movie. Because, like, they kind of didn't do that much in Ragnarok. So it feels like we went back to the core character. Um, same with Thor. We went back to his core character and less of a... Which, I know I said I liked the personality change in, uh, Ragnarok. And I think it was positive to not make him as much of a 
boring character, but this is like the much better version of all of that. So yeah, this we, is this is the direction I was expecting Ragnarok yes. to take his character, uh, where yeah. he's facing all these hardships and he still keeps going. And it's very respectable and cool, but I don't know why he was such a goofball in that movie. That is yeah, um, bizarre, I think the whole movie was just strange. goofy. The whole movie was just goofy, so he was yeah, goofy because you're of that, right, so, and yeah. I shouldn't hate it because they decided to make that conscious decision, but I still do, so I don't care. Like that's it's fair. Just, it's, that's fair. The, to me, um, to me, this is the new Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and, and, we, and the new solo Doctor Strange movie. It, yeah, I, <laughs> pretty yeah. much retconned and rectified both of them. <laughs> yes, very much fixed both of them in a really good way. Um, and then we go back to like a lot of the classic, interesting places we've gone in the MCU. We get to see a lot of the fun sides for characters um, that we saw in previous movies and stuff like that. So it's a lot of coming back to all the great, it's almost like the greatest hits of what has happened in the movies beforehand. So we get to go yeah. to back like to nowhere and Wakanda and all these, and New York city and like all these fun places that we've been to previously in the movies. Um, where it could, and then we get to see some new interesting alien planets, which are also fun. Um, so yeah, it's nice that we get yeah. all yeah. of that. So that's my favorite, my favorite joke and running gag was uh, raccoon trying to steal uh, Bucky's arm. Oh my god, yes, that was amazing. Down. And then he just had he's an like, eyeball in his pocket. <laughs> like, just, he's just got one. Like, of course he does. He's like, I'll get it. Yeah, I'm gonna like, get that arm. He's like, how much for the gun? The gun's not for sale. How much for the arm? Bucky walks away. He's like, I'll get that arm. <laughs> I'll get that arm. After yeah, that was, like, I cracked up. And I after, think it's almost funnier because it's at the expense of a character I just despise. Yeah, we don't, I don't care about Bucky. I hope Rocky gets that arm. Like, yeah. I, I kind of wish that we I like, think I think this movie also solidifies the fact that maybe uh, the Rousseaus also don't really care much for Bucky. Because he does not much in this movie, <laughs> which is great. He doesn't do anything in this movie He doesn't movie do either. anything. Like, I, yeah, I said earlier that he does stuff in this all the movies. Um, no, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything in this movie, and thank God for that. Because I do not care. He did When he faded into nothingness, I went, I don't I care. clapped. I legitimately clapped. I was I, like, yep. I'm I was so going to be that you're not asshole. Even be in the ne- I, you're not I even, hate Bucky. You're not even going to be in the next movie. Thank God. Like, fine. Maybe they'll fix your character, like, whatever movie you are, and then you're, like, next next Avengers movie, but you're not going to be in four for very long, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say we can... I mean, do you have more to talk about with the goods? N- um, Red Skull came back. That was inter- That was fun. Uh, I thought that was dumb, to be honest. That's fair. Uh, not, um, and I, I, lo- I, I wanted him to come back in the cosmos and stuff like that, and this is as great as probably that was going to happen, but I was just like, why does he look like Spectre? And like this is yeah, he kind of like had this odd look. Um, completely not the same character. I was kind of hoping he would just. I don't know. Maybe it would be even more interesting if he came back in the next one and it was just like, "I'm gonna steal that gauntlet from you because that's how fucking power hungry I am." That was kind of what I was. That was kind of what I was hoping for from him returning, and instead, it's just like I'm the god of the. Of the soul stone. Or if he was just a space I'm, Nazi. I would have yeah. been okay if he was just like, we just got like Cap fighting Nazis in space or some whoever else. Oh like, man, that would have been cool too. That would have been yeah. awesome. No, <laughs> yeah, the he's galaxy like, had to fight Nazis. <laughs> yes. Like he's semi-omniscient and is just like, many have tried to get the soul. And by the way, that's not Hugo Weaving. I don't know if nope, you noticed. it is not. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like, 
you know, he's doing his best at doing a Hugo Weaving impression, and it's incredible how close he gets, but yeah, at the he same gets time, really on the mark. at the same time, it still comes off as a little more Hugo Weaving than even Hugo Weaving would have done it. <laughs> yeah, um, I I will say it was a lot of fun because I was the second show I watched to um, Red Skull came up and some little kid just an unabashedly little kiddish went, "Where have you been?" Like, and it, was, <laughs> and it was just like, "Oh, oh, kid, you're the best." Like, you're you're totally right. Where have you, you been, been? Like, you are asking the same question everybody's been <laughs> yep. asking. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll i say it's a little dumb, but it's also kind of great, so... Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's a dumb bit. in a great comic book way, where it's just like, we're finally bringing them back, and I'm just like, yes, but I'm also like, what? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a nostalgic cheesiness of, like, you yeah. could have had a you could have had a nobody character and it would have been this, pretty much the same plot point, uh, but it's kind of fun that it was the Red Skull. It's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, again, kind of going time, doing callbacks and tiebacks and stuff of, like... We're we're wrapping up a loose end of where did Red Skull go? Because he didn't die, die. It's like oh yep, nope, he was here. It's cool. You're just hanging out for like eighty years by himself, just ruminating how much he probably hates uh, Captain America and races of people. You know what that sound is, Mister Anderson. Mister Anderson. It is the sound of inevitability. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna transition into the bad because because we've had a couple opportunities to go this way, uh, and it's just like, regardless if you've read the book or not, it's abundantly clear that the people that died at the end of this movie are not gonna stay dead. No, and yeah, it's this movie is very much of yeah, and I and I that is a problem of the movie, but at the same time, in making an effective movie, you have to do that um, because this movie is kind of hurt by the fact that it's a franchise. Um, so if you could just, and I think that's what some people's problem is, they didn't just, like, relax. They were, like, in the back of mind, they're like, oh, man, but they're already shooting Spider-Man 3, so he couldn't have died. Where it's like, yeah, yeah just respect this movie as its own thing. Um, but, yeah. No, yeah. If- it, it, like, I'll totally agree that this is basically only a problem with the fact that we haven't seen what the second movie is yet. Yes. And we'll have to see exactly how they do the, about these things how they make it, but it, it still seems a little cheap that it's just like, guys, they're not going to stay dead. Like it's yeah. And, and if they do and Marvel goes all the way and like the Spider-Man sequel is actually about Miles Morales. The, uh, uh, Black Panther sequel is actually about Shuri taking up the Black Panther mantle. If they go with that, and like the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel is just about Rocket. <laughs> yeah, Rocket's literally the only one left, so it's just the yeah, Rocket Rocket Raccoon if, movie. Like, oh, if, that would be great. That would be great if they go out, fall out, and make those decisions. I'll I'll give Marvel all the respect in the world, but I'm eighty nine percent sure uh, that's not going to happen. I'm I'll remotely. I'll go one up and say I'm a hundred percent positive that is not going to happen. Um, the char- depending on how they this the. How good this movie actually is kind of depends on how good the next one is, and that kind of frightens me. Right now, just by itself, this is phenomenal. But I feel like if the next one is not great, it can totally damage. Uh, yeah, this the, one's very this much. One is. It's its own movie, but like, and they've all the everybody said, oh, it stands on its own. But really, yeah, it requires. Yeah, what it's it going requires to, that second one to be good, too. What it's so. going to be in the future that's not uh, from now until next May, uh, mm-hmm. very much... It, right now, it's going to stand on its own, but like come Avengers 4, it's never going to be seen on, on its own. It's always going to be hinged on 
that previous movie or in that future movie that we don't know anything about. Absolutely. So I, I guess that is kind of a legitimate concern. Uh, and I think that also goes along with the fact that this, like as much as I kind of thought it worked great as an individual piece, it really doesn't. You really need the no, rest of the movies. No, it doesn't. You, so, know, you really like, need the rest I, of the movie so badly. I, I, so that kind of deters it a little bit from what I kind of thought at the end of the day, I kind of thought of this movie just a little bit. I think it's still, uh, we'll, we'll get to there when we get to the ranking. I think this is still something very special. It's just not, not, yeah, I'll, I'll explain myself when I it's get It's not standalone special in the way of like, you know, you said Lawrence of Arabia is an epic. You don't need to see anything to see Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. You need to see like hours of movies to get the true epicness of this one. Um, which I kind of mentioned in like that caveat of saying, if you have never seen the other movies, this is not for you. It's yeah. just it sounds mean, but that's the truth. It wasn't me- made for you. Yeah, it this was is made to for celebrate. the people. It, this this is a really just a huge big celebration of all these characters. This and the fourth Avengers is pretty much the like last love letter to this. You know what? Eleven years of movies that have all built up to this moment. Um, ever since we figured out Thanos was a thing in the Avengers, the first, the very first Avengers movie, it's all been building up to that. We've gotten like so, so many. So that's plot been points. six years, but yeah, that's been six. Um, but a little bit semantical, so yeah. But I mean, we were kind of. <laughs> that's true. It, yeah, back before they got like started making like three movies a year. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's gotten nuts. Yeah. Okay, so. So to on to other things about this specific movie, I think some moments of the levity were uh, like stupidly inappropriate and dumb. Um, Such I, as a lot of the, the 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 worst defender that I noticed the second time around because I I said that after the first time and Charlotte's like give examples and I'm like I honestly can't think of any so like maybe that's not as big of a problem. No, watching the second time, I'm like no, this was a big problem. They needed to cut this out. Uh, the Gamora flashback is this beautifully tragic put together scene immediately juxtaposed with with Peter Quill going like, where's the grenades that don't blow off my junk? And it's just like, that is the dumbest. It's not even funny. And it's like stupid that we're even bringing that up and talking about that. And I thought that was just stupidly inappropriate. I feel like there was another way they could have gone about that to lighten it up a little bit without it being jokey or, you know, maybe I would have been okay with it if they did a good joke. But that was just beyond inappropriate for what we just watched. We watched Mass Genocide, and we go on to a dick joke right after that. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was not okay, to be that's honest. That's a little toned up, but that seems like a th- fear quill thing, so I'm not... Oh, even... yeah, I, I, I get it. I'm just saying, like... No, that was not... And, like, the thing is, that same scene has a way funnier moment of Drax trying to pretend to be stealthy. Oh, my and God, Mantis that was showing amazing. Up. Yeah, like... that was great. How about you just leave that in, cut the stupid joke about about grenades, about something like... Maybe he could have interrupted her thoughts some other way um, that would have been a little bit more meaningful and, and not as, as dumb. Uh, yeah. And, and that like, tracks... that, that, that was gross. I, I thought... On, to be fair and blunt at this point, that joke specifically, I thought was kind of gross. At that uh, bad timing, bad place to put it. Okay, I I will say I, not to like steal your thunder on that one, but that Drax moment was what I wish we got that twenty minutes I talked about previously, wanting the movie to have more space. 
I wanted more space to have quiet moments of these characters interacting and doing dumb stuff like that together. Like, um, oh, yeah. not, spe- not specifically that crew, because that crew kind of got a lot of space, but, like, you know, Rock- like specifically Rocket, Thor, and Groot did not get yeah. much time to interact at yeah. all. Yeah, that, need- that needed a little had- bit more downtime. I wish we could have had more, yeah, a lot more of, like, these characters getting to know each because, like, legitimately, there would be fun to hang out with together, um, especially Rocket and Thor of, like, both kind of, like, weirdly bombastic kind of almost bloodthirsty people who really like weapons that could have been something they could totally have fun geeking out about um, oh like, you i know. think i think they did that aspect well because they went to the weapons maker like you know they that's did like, but like we never perfect get place for like, them to hang out yeah but they that, we never get rocket of like finding a bunch of really cool weapons around it's like oh, oh you've sure. got this gun like this is oh, awesome sure. like blah 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 um, they, he they gets could, to have a geek out moment of going there. Yeah, but, like, we could have had something more, or, you know, Rocket-esque for, a, like, something, and the guy just is like, no, and just hands him some, like, terrible gun, and it's just like, oh, alright. Or, like, something, I, I, something, like, I, a little bit more brat, like, a li- those, like, that quiet moment with Drax that, like, you know, wasn't plot-based, but, like, you know, so you got to know the character better. I wish we had that um, more spread out, so. Sorry, I kind of stole your thunder on that one. No, you didn't steal your thunder. I think those are good points to make. And I, I I, will say a little counterpoint. I think that Captain Talk, the quote-unquote Captain Talk between Rocket and Thor was pretty good. Uh, yeah, that was very I, good. I feel, like, I feel like that scene by itself was the only reason why I didn't have much criticism about the amount of time they shared together. Uh, but I agree that there could have been more. Uh, and I, that goes for almost everybody. I I was saying earlier that there were some pairings that don't make sense. Uh, basically, anything with Captain America, Vision, all that stuff, I feel like uh, that needed to be fleshed out and talked about way better than they were. Because, I don't know, something about all those people being together uh, felt a little off. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that one I felt was the one that was the least fleshed out and could have gotten way more uh, better things going on for it. I Not that that taking the stone out of Vision's head is not important uh, or good. Like, that, that that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like maybe more stuff could have been fleshed out with all those people there. But yeah. and that there might like have been the, too many people there. I don't know. The people who led, like, the Accords, like, you know, that, ro- that rogue group of Avengers, like... That kind of just gets like passed over really quickly. Of like, you know, they're just kind of like, well, you're back at the Avengers place. Cool, let's go head off somewhere else. Like, yeah, and, you know, it's just like, oh hey, oh, your cap, cap's back, I guess. All right, cool. Like, we just get nothing. Well, that, that's like, a whole, court like, martial. Doopa doopa yeah, doop. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Rhodey's just like that's a court martial. That's it. And it's like we get no ramifications. Like, hey man, you kind of like uh, kind of wreck stuff up. We just get up like, oh, Cap was right all along. It's like, well. Wasn't the point of Civil War that he wasn't right? Like, wait, or like, or that it may not have been right, but it wasn't, he may not have been wrong, but he wasn't right to do the things that he did. Like, that's kind of the point of that movie. Uh, so yeah, to have him kind of brushed aside on this one, was like, doop a doop a doop doop Yeah, like, doop a doop a It's like, Cap's back, that's cool. And it's like, oh, see, that's what that 20 minutes could have been, is just like, giving up, like, I know what I did, and what I did was not... Um, it's like, I'm sorry for what happened. And I guess maybe we'll get that when Cap meets, uh, Tony Stark again, but... Oh, that's a good point. They haven't met each other yet. Again, they have not so... met each other yet. Yeah, no, so that probably, didn't... that, that is probably that is something going to be saved for the next one then. Yeah. Uh, and if it's I mean, not, I well, hope so. I, if it's not, I'm coming for you, my big buddy, Joe Russo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you <laughs> and I'm gonna complain at you. <laughs> 
I'm sure after he gave you some nice advice and like listened to you, like to, like ask him for advice and stuff like that, he's gonna be really happy about you giving him what for. This <laughs> is like here. Listen here, you little. Sh-. Like <laughs> I just told you right. things to get out of my sight. Like I like I do not care. And blah 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 blah. Excuse me. I made one of the most expensive movies of all time and like the highest box office movie of all time. You shut your goddamn mouth. What have you made? Nothing. Get down. Like just. Yeah, I get, that's that's how that conversation's gonna go. Oh yeah, I'm, sure that's, Joe, that, that, I'm that. totally sure Joe Russo talks like that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I, we're best friends. Oh yeah, now. you know. I, he yeah, gave I'm me sure his phone number. Yeah, you know. I have no idea. Uh, so let's get right into it then. This is this is the rating, folks. Uh, we're here yep. at the last time, last thing we're gonna rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last the last one in this uh, movie spree, and yeah, because we'll go back to um, uh, what are the three announced ones? It's uh, um. Uh, and man Man, the wasp that's the last one of this year in july and then we've got captain marvel in spring of next year and then avengers 4 so we'll obviously do this for those but this is the last of that big 19 movie in a row movies in a row spree yeah yeah, this is pretty crazy yeah this Uh, is nuts kirk would you like to do the first rating i absolutely so what i was saying earlier and what i've been alluding to earlier is that to me there's a big pantheon of these really great close to perfect superhero movies uh richard donner with superman kicked it off in 1978 and that is an opus uh, on no other level that people have tried to emulate before and after um sorry not before they've tried to emulate it after that movie came out uh but just haven't quite succeeded it and superman the motion picture is on this completely different level than all the other movies uh just a perfect superhero film um with that uh dark knight is also up on this pantheon of one of the great superhero films for different reasons obviously uh logan just recently is a high up there as well i have to really sit down and think about which other ones get on there uh but i'm sure spider-man 2 would show up on there uh x-men days of future past is one of my favorites that probably kind of that one might be more personal than than objective uh just because people seem to not talk about that one anymore and i don't know why that's weird because that's a really good one yeah what are your thoughts on days of future past i love that one uh i i think it's phenomenal i i I unapologetically really love days of future past uh if not x2 would probably be on there uh like i just said logan definitely is so at least we have one of the x-men um that just kind of go on this different level that is this great film. And to me, this is the first MCU movie that deserves to be on that pantheon of great superhero films. I told Joe Russo that I congratulated him on the great movie and told him I was wearing a Superman shirt when I went to go talk to him, by the way. And he's like, I was like, as clearly as you could see, I'm more of a DC guy. And I told him I put Dark Knight Superman up there as, as these great movies and welcome to the club, uh, Avengers infinity war. You were up there on the Pantheon on, on one of the greatest uh, superhero movies of all time, um, without question. And like the we didn't even really get into Thanos' motivations and stuff like that. But like just the fact that he's trying to control the population to control this world. And we're actually talking about death in a superhero movie in, in a big bad way. And that's the big theme all across this whole film. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. It's not my favorite um like guardians 2 is it's whatever i i in some ways i feel like i should just leave it at that and not give it a rating 
until I kind of think about it a little bit more. But for right now, it I will leave it at a 4.5. And, like, I feel like at this point, uh, maybe, you know what, screw it. I'll just give it a 4.75 as well right now. Uh, this this is just phenomenal. I, I can't I can't use any other word other than phenomenal. Just just watch it. Just see it. Yeah, I I mean I've we mentioned like in the in both the non spoiler and the spoiler park I've had my um, gripes with it, but those are minor problems in something that in in not more accomplished hands this could have really really easily been garbage. Um, and it's the fact that it wasn't, and it's so good. Um, we finally get the best villain we've ever had in this series. We get all these characters that are treated well, and we get this movie that I think the kind of movie that every single Avengers fan has always wanted, or every single Marvel fan, where it feels like the first big time this whole universe has been collectively, cohesively an entire thing. That is beyond impressive. Um, so... I will give it a, uh, I don't, I will continue to agree with you, Kirk, and give it a 4.75, um, which will be the highest one I've given to any of these other ones. It might not be my personal favorite, and it might be a little bit because of it just came out and I'm still freaking out about how good it is, um, and that might lower itself when the second movie comes out, and if that kind of undercuts this one, but... As it stands right now, this is that big, awesome, cool Mar- Marvel epic that we've always wanted. So, absolutely, I'm so happy this movie was so good. Um, it 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 met my expectations. Uh, and, it exceeded and, mine. And to be to be fair, uh, these were expectations I was having since the first Avengers, and like now that I've seen them all in order and stuff like that, um, you know, I, I appreciate more what they were doing with those earlier movies now. Uh, but at the same time, this almost, I feel like this should have been like a too little too late type of thing, but I don't, I don't care. I'm one over. This is, this is, I, I just, it's just nothing like we've seen before. Uh, just on a whole different level. So yeah, this one's great. So go watch it, please go see, go this watch movie. it. Well, that's, that's it. That's, that was the initial pots versus Pete's. Um, that was a it. little bittersweet kind of yeah, just like the movie, was... just like. We watched a lot of deaths, and now slowly we're gonna this fade just, away. Yeah, this this just ended. We, however, Pots versus Peoples will not fade away. Um, I'm sure we'll do either make some announcement on like social media, or we'll make some at like our own episode about what our plans are next and all that stuff. But this will not end. However, uh, the marvelous moron section of this part will kind of fade away until yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp comes out, and then it'll come back. Yeah, every every Marvel movie, I I see no reason, no matter what our futures lie, I see no reason why we don't continue uh, reviewing every Marvel movie that comes out from yep, now until every the end single of time. one of this. Yeah. Do, uh, do you think there will eventually be an end? Like all good things come to an end. Do you think there will eventually yeah, be a time where no MCU movie will come out? Um, I don't know. I can't. I mean, everyone's been predicting that the superhero bubble is going to burst, and it hasn't. Uh, clearly, it hasn't. So I think that will sometime will fade away. Um, I think it's going to be either at the end of this movie is where, like, it's kind of going to be like, I think it's going to be kind of like The Simpsons. You know, it's still run on for how long, but whenever you talk to somebody about The Simpsons, there's clearly a definitive 
end, even if that wasn't the permanent end. Um, yeah. There's always an end in the people's season mind. Season ten of, was the end of Simpsons. Yeah, like yeah, like this was the this was the end. Or I've heard eight, uh, two to eight, or whatever. But like you know, there's like there's shows that go on for too long, and there's like a clearly an end in fans' minds, and they just kind of don't care about the rest. Um, mm-hmm. Not that those. The, there haven't been later Simpsons episodes that have been good, I guess. I don't really watch it. But, like, even though that there's still glimmers in that fact, there's always a definitive end. I think that's what's going to happen with this series, where if either it's the end of this fourth Avengers movie, that's people are going to go, okay, I'm just kind of done with it. It's been 11 years worth of movies that their audiences are just kind of going to be done with it. Or if there's going to be, like, a, a decrease in quality or something like that. Um, but this this isn't going to happen forever. I mean, it just feasibly cannot. Um, or, I you mean, know, James Fe- Bond has been going yeah. on for fifty plus years, almost. Yeah, but like it's gone through its dips 60, and so. stuff like that, hasn't it? Like, and you it know, has, maybe or whatever. Kevin, yeah, what, gone through its like highs and lows. Um, oh yeah, it goes through its highs and lows, and that's that was what the beauty of it is: is that it keeps renewing itself and you know rising up to what the time specifically needed, you know. Yeah, and maybe the uh, MCU Just like get... Batman does, just like yeah. all great characters do. Um, and maybe the MCU the will thing... get rebooted, kind of like, or like a soft reboot, kind of like, you know, James Bond did or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so they'll, they'll like, you know, find a new, uh, new actors for these other characters, and then when they do that, they'll just restart it again, like a brand new stories and all that stuff, but... Um, I don't know for sure what the future is going to be, but yes, at least for those, for sure, those three movies will be there for them. Yep. I, I have no plans on not reviewing them and stuff like that, but, um, and this is, this has been a fun time, so I, yeah, I'm glad I just, we did this. I am so glad to. I just want to say thank you for everything. Um, what you, you, you're obviously one of the co-parts of this, but you're also like the main part that's been able to keep it going for longer. Um, for anybody who knows behind the scenes, I don't actually edit anything. I just come here, do the recording, um, and then watch the movie. So I have like the least amount of work in this. Uh, I did the logo, but that takes no amount of time. Uh, but Kirk here is behind the scenes, you know, editing all this stuff, making sure it all works, making sure, you know, doing all the audio quality stuff, fixing, you know, audio, like, you know, sound issues that have been happening. Um, while also having a very long, stressful work hours as well um that i definitely do not have that problem so thank you kirk for being able to do this um it's it's impressive that we've gotten this far but it's even more impressive that you've been able to do so much of the work yeah and thank and thank you for for pushing me and and uh keeping you know keeping the motivations going to keep these going and and thank you will for also doing a lot of the heavy lifting in yes, order to make you, this well. happen. Um, yes, and thank you, Akila, for making this awesome the awesome intro and outro music that we do not deserve. Uh, I, I adore that yeah, song. It's it so good. Stuck. That, the, you were talking about that one song getting stuck in your head for Avengers, uh, this last Avengers movie. This this theme song is all I listen to basically anymore is because I'm putting these things together. <laughs> and, of course, it... That that will forever be stuck in my head. Dude, you know, of all the dude. things to be stuck in your head, like it's a pretty solid one. Like again, it's yeah. far better than we deserve, so it's it's great. I love it. Absolutely. So whatever the future holds, folks, we'll be there and we're gonna be part of that future as well. I I truly believe that. So uh, I've been Kirk Peterson. And I am still Alex Potabom. And and then one of half of us fade off into nothingness. <laughs>
Panama? <laughs> what? No. Miss, Mr. Peterson, I don't want to go. No. Pots? Pots? Pot-a-bomb! Alex?